Welcome to Thousand Hills Ranch Church, where we lead people to ride for Christ. We are excited for you to hear this message, and we hope it blesses your life. Good to see everybody. I'm Charlie Kepke from Stillwater. It's an honor to be here, and we're just going to have a good time in the Lord and grow in the Lord. Amen? It is such a privilege to be here, but you know, two weeks ago, I was in... uh, I was invited and came out with Mr. Red and officiated your ranch rodeo. This was all part of the deal. None of us knew this, that two weeks later I would be here, but God did. You know, there was a reason that I was at that ranch rodeo, and this is all tied together. But, you know, this sale barn... I think the first time I was here probably was in about 62 or 63 because my granddad came to the horse sale here every month on Mondays for 50, 60 years. And so, you know, I've been coming out here for a big part of my life. And my wife, Darlene, sitting here, and I have been married 46 years. And... I met her at Wichita at a horse sale. But we got to reflecting back. This would have been in 71, so I was about 22. Probably eight years earlier, or seven years, I remember a red-headed girl from the Woodward horse sale. And I think it was her. Because her dad traded horses out of Kansas, and they had an old green bobtail. And I remember that green bobtail. So this may have a more special place than we really can prove. But it'll always have a special thought in our minds and our hearts anyway. So it's good to be here. You know, we done a cowboy church for several years at Stillwater. And the Lord has led us through several avenues. Then we done a radio show for about 11 years. Christian talk show and teaching, then uh, currently we're involved in prison ministry there in Payne County. That's our main focal point. And, uh, but once in a while, I don't, like a worship leader, I don't claim to be a poet, but once in a while I get inspired. And I wrote this, and it's called Church at a Sale Barn. There's a church at a sale barn down the road for me. What a novel idea, this church I had to see. They said it was alive with the Holy Spirit there. They had preaching and singing and even lifted up people in prayers. A church without a steeple, there were bells to ring. Church where on other days an auctioneer, his chant did sing. Will this church be quiet or will they stomp and shout? Church in a sale barn, I had to check it out. I went to the cowboy gathering. It was on a Monday night. Hats, boots, and smiles. What a pleasant sight. No sign of religion or people was uptight, but the Spirit of Christ made it feel all right. No sign on the bulletin, and that's my chair. Only the love of the Heavenly Father was there. I saw people come to Jesus and be born anew. Burdens laid at the cross, blood-stained by me and you. Saw the Holy Spirit take many pains away. Peace come back into hearts, a renewed life gained. Yes, at the sale barn, I'm glad I was there. Now for tomorrow, I am better prepared. Because it was a church where people made a stand to lift up Jesus and show humility to every man. 
So if you hear of a church of the cowboy style, go on down, receive their love, handshake, and smile. But like any church, put it to the test. So stay of the spirit in Jesus Christ, it does rest. You know, like I say, it's not an accident I'm here. I know kind of what you guys have been going through a little bit, where you've been and where you are. But we're going to focus today more on where you're going. Amen? You know, I, yesterday's gone. My last breath's gone. One thing the Spirit revealed to me some time ago, yesterday is unforgiveness. But tomorrow brings worry. But today, right now, this moment in time is Jesus. And if we focus on it from that standpoint, now is Jesus, then everything really takes its place a lot better. Amen? Now, what is on my heart, and I really felt led I was going to change my message this week, but the Lord said, no, I'd already put you where I want you, so i got to do that. One time I was visiting, I was up to Tom Ferguson's, nine-time world champion, had nine gold buckles, one of the great all-time all-arounds. And uh, he said, you know, these young people come to me and they want me to teach, me, teach them how to rope. He said, I don't want to teach them how to rope. I want to teach them how to win. I think in ministry we have got so much backwards. Now, what does the Word tell us? To be first, you have to be... To live, you have to, to give, you have to receive. See, the spirit is in total conflict to the flesh. That song I just sang about was conforming from the flesh into the image of Christ. And that's what we're going to talk about is us conforming who we are. We want to change things around us without changing within us. Amen? So, this is, this is where we're going, but we have got it backwards. I think we have, one, too much preaching in churches, but not near enough teaching. I think we over-preach salvation and under-preach conforming to the image of Christ. If we conform to the image of Christ, we will be the salvation message. Amen? We don't have to tell people about it. They will be hungering for it if they see it in us. Same concept. They want, everybody wants to go to heaven, the old song, but nobody wants to die. Same thing. They want to learn how to rope, but they don't want to learn how to win. We all want to go to heaven and have that assurance of heaven someday, but we don't want to live the victorious life right now on earth and pay the price to do that. Why did he win nine gold buckles? He's about this tall and weighs 165 pounds and wins a Bulldog and World Championship because he worked at it, and he had grit at it. I watched the deal the last couple of days about Larry Bird, the 50 greatest moments of Larry Bird, done 2006. If you ever get a chance to watch it. Now, I'm not saying you can form like them because these are fleshly things. But the determination in their flesh, we need to take into our spirits, okay? That's what I'm saying. 
Red Arback said Larry Bird did not come to Boston to play basketball. He came to Boston to win. George Gervin said we'd go into the Boston Garden. Larry Bird, or we'd be down there taking practice, shoot, shoot around, and Bird would be up at the top of the Boston Garden running. The announcer said, one of the news writers said at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on game day, nobody would be in the Boston Garden but Larry Bird and the ball boy, and he'd be shooting. He knew how to win because that's what he focused on. We are focusing on heaven. But Jesus said, I came to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. We as Christians are cheating ourselves out of an abundant life because we're not focusing enough on Jesus. And we focus on salvation. And I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not against salvation. That's where it all starts. But we teach it too much like that's where it ends. Amen? Does anybody agree with me on this? So, what are our fruit? And I've got a teaching, I'm not doing it this morning, about producing fruit. Galatians 5 tells us peace, joy, kindness, self-control, generosity, kindness. Can we all say that we are really a great fruit tree? And I'm not here to condemn anybody. I'm here to encourage you. Because I don't want to be told not what to do. I know, you know, go into jail and they say, boy, you need to be sure you get these boys saved. They'll tell me they're saved. Am I going to say they're not? No. Only God knows who saves. I love this. Well, they weren't really saved then. What, you know that? I'm sorry. Only God knows that. I don't know who's saved. I don't know when tribulation's going to happen, when end times are going to happen. I don't care. Because I know where I'm going when, no matter what happens. And I've got that piece there. But to come and say, well, the end's almost here now. Well, Jesus don't know, and you're going to tell me you know? There's something wrong with that picture. But this is what's birthed out of religion and tradition. I'm the most undin... I had a guy ask me recently, what church are you under? I said, I'm under Jesus. End of story. And so this is what we're going to talk about. We're going... The Haggai one, and I will tell you, I don't do much out of the Old Testament. Because if I'm going to learn how to live like Jesus, then I've got to know what Jesus taught, who Jesus was, and what Jesus did. Amen? Jesus is my living example. He is the one I am to follow. And people will say, well, and I'm not saying there's not great ministry out of the Old Testament, but it's all got to be tied back to Jesus and the cross. Because I've got friends that grew up under Old Testament teaching and they spend their whole life battling within themselves because I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'll never be good enough, God's mad at me. That's, that's so, here again, that's all backwards. God loves me so much. Read the story of the prodigal son. What did he say when his son came back? Did he beat him up and say, son, you're a knucklehead? No, he said, kill the fatty calf. Get the best robe. 
The son was trying to repent and apologize. He didn't even want it. He didn't hear it. He didn't listen to it because he loved him that much. If you don't remember anything else I say today, remember that God loves you. Well, we say, well, God loves you. We throw that around loosely. I'm not talking about that. I'm telling you, God loves you. People say, well, God don't have time for me. Oh, I'm not going to bother God. Oh, my deal's just small. How many of you, if your children's got a problem, just want you don't have time for them? We all have time for our kids, amen? I told, I told my trustees the other day, you don't think God's got time for you? He knows the number of hair on his head, on your head. It took him a while to count them, so he's got plenty of time. You don't worry about that. Then I run into people that say, boy, we're having trouble, financial trouble with our church. Well, I can tell you this, church, God don't have a cash flow problem. The ones I've encountered, they have a spirit problem, not a money problem. God fixes the money when the spirit fixes, gets taken care of. Amen? So we're going to go into Haggai. And uh, the first couple, first verse, bear with me. In the second year of Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, on the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai, the Jerobabel, son of Shetel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, the high priest. This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say that time has not yet come for the Lord's house to be built. So we instantly think physical. Well, we got a building south of Woodward. It's not done. It's time to build that, that building. What it's time for is to build our spiritual temples that's within us. Well, I'm a good person. Well, that's great. I'm proud for you. We're all supposed to be. But Jesus said not even I is good. Our spiritual temple is fixed when we have joy, peace, kindness, when we get rid of our unbelief, when we get rid of our unforgiveness, when we get rid of our worry, when we get rid of our doubt, when we get rid of our fear. That's what our spiritual temple is. It is a thing of faith. My mother, 95 years old, she's in a memory care unit right now. She spent her life worrying, came out of the Depression, and I appreciate Depression-era people. I was raised by two wonderful people. Spent the rest of their life worrying because, yes, they was hungry. Yes, they had it hard. And no, I can't relate to what they went through. Okay? I'll tell you that. But she said, I, that's just the way I am, worrying. I said, no, Mother, that's the way you choose to be. We have a choice. This word right here, it's written about worry. Amen? What's it tell us about it? It's straight up about worrying. Yeah. So if we believe what this says, we need to start taking this word to heart. I, I want to be progressive for an old guy. A lot of my guys my generation are not progressive. I want to be progressive. I don't mind singing off a screen. I don't have to have a hymn book in my hand like some old people think they got to. My problem with Scripture being up here 
is we forget these. I'm a big advocate of these because this is the word and this is the truth and the truth is what sets us free, amen? So he says these people don't want Time's not yet come for the, the Lord's house to be built. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. It's time for you yourselves to be living in this pan, your panel houses while this house remains in ruins. It is time for us to build our spiritual temple into where God wants us to be. I don't think we know how good it can be because we're not taught about how good it can be. We sat around and sang, Oh, a few more weary days and I'll fly away. That's not what God intended for his children, is weary days. God made a way through Jesus Christ for us to live life and live it abundantly. It says, Through Christ has strengthened me, I can do all things. That don't mean I can pick the sail barn at Woodward up and throw it over the pens to the other side. It means that when I lose my job, when I lose my spouse, when I lose a child, when I lose a parent, when the cattle market drops 30 bucks a hundred, I can do that because Christ strengthens me. But for this to happen, our spiritual temple has to be in shape and be remodeled salvation's where it starts it says work out your salvation with fear and trembling every day is a day of salvation every day is a day to work on yourself and your spirit i have a you know, I can get up in the morning and say, I really love this guy because he's got an OSU t-shirt on. <laughs> but if he had an OU t-shirt, I really don't like that guy. I've got to learn how to learn to love those guys with OU shirts on too. <laughs> I, I'm not going there. No. But we, we get so petty at rodeo ministry you can't even get a calf roper and a bull rider on the same end of the arena. You know, and heaven forbid if somebody shows up at a ranch rodeo on an Appaloosa, that he's sure going to be exercised from the ranch rodeo probably. No, my point is this. We have got to learn how to love. And I'm not, I'm not here to beat you up and criticize, but we're so worried about sin and telling people, don't go to the casinos, don't, don't go watch this on TV, don't go buy that six-pack of beer, don't go do this, don't go to that place. I can go anywhere I want, do anything I want to, but I don't want to do those things because I have conformed to the image of Christ. It's not about what I don't, can't do, it's about what I want to do, and I want to grow, and I want to get my house fixed, and I want to be more like Jesus. And this is the word that's on my heart that I think we've got to take into the world, and we show it by how we live. It says, now, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. 
One version I read one time, and I did, they wanted to know if I had a title, and I said, how's it working out for you? One version I said, it said that, how's it working out for you? This one says now, give careful thought to your ways. Now, this is easy to share in a prison ministry because they're sitting there in oranges, and, I, and all you got to do is say, is, how's things worked out for you two, so far? And they're going to say, not good at all. But see, we live in a, in a society and in a, a place that we take for granted how great it is. You say, people will say, who would want to live in northwest Oklahoma? Man, the wind blows and there's no trees and blah, blah, blah. They haven't lived here. We have the luxury of living around good people. We have luxury of not having to drive through rush hour traffic at night we, we have luxuries of so many kinds and we have a standard of living that we take for granted amen? amen we don't know what it's like to live in an inner city ghetto let alone live in a the Appalachians where you're starving to death and this is a point here he says Give thoughts to your ways. You have planted much, but harvested little. We have to each one personally self-examine ourselves. What, is, what have we harvested? You eat, but you never have enough. goes back in Proverbs. The leech had three daughters that always cry more, more, more. They could never be satisfied. You know, it says there's three things. One of them is fire. You guys have experienced that. Fire can never have enough, can it? It'll just keep going and going and going. You think about the ground. Rain 10 inches in three days, it needs another drink of water. Especially the sandier it is, the more it drinks. Amen? Never gets enough water. We're just like that. We're just like that. We're never satisfied, but we're not going to be satisfied until in our spirits we have the peace that passes understanding. That's when we have enough. It's when we get that place of peace within our souls. You drink, but you never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are never warm. You earn wages, only put them in a purse with holes in it. How many of you can relate to that? You never think you're going to get the bills paid. You run out of money before you run out of month. But how much of that is attributed to the fact that we just got to buy more to try to fill ourselves more? You can be saved, but yet... Spend your life with less than abundant life. And I'm here today to encourage you, do not let that happen to you. Thousand Hills Cowboy Church is going to be all right. Don't let that rob you of your joy. I go back to my mother. I grew up in the Disciples of Christ Church. And a few years ago, this was down to five. The youngest one was about 83 and a preacher that was an alcoholic. 
And I said something to her. Well, she said, we just like to do it this way. I said, have you ever asked God what he wants you to do? All you guys have to do is turn this thing over into the hands of the Lord. Pray and seek his guidance and love one another that's here. The Lord will show you what to do. He will bring you who's supposed to preach this church. He will show you how to set up an elders and deacons system in this church and do it the way the Bible says. There's nowhere in there that there's an administrative council. There's nowhere in there there's a board of directors. But there is a place in there where it tells you about elders and deacons. And this church is going to be all right. But you've got to let God take control same way with our lives I just can't forgive them no you choose not to forgive them let me tell you I've carried unforgiveness I just soon you put a thousand pound anvil on my soul just to put any more unforgiveness back in me I don't carry it no more I've been angry. And I'm not saying I'm perfect yet. I don't want to be angry no more. I've seen my son have anger. And he knows what it's done to his life. He's working so hard. So hard. My wife grew up with around anger. It's taken a toll hard toe on her hard toe jealousy what's that do that drives us more and what happens our purse becomes more empty because we're driven by jealousy to try and outdo the person down the street amen am I wrong here and I'm not here to I'm not here to beat you guys up I'm here to to try and make a way for it to be better. If I wanted to beat you up, I'd tell you all you bunch of sinners, and if you don't quit, you're going to hell. Well, I'm sorry about that. I'm not in that department. That's God's department. But Jesus taught us how to live. And how do we live? We've got to get in this Bible, and we've got to read how Jesus treated the adulterous woman, how Jesus, what Jesus had done with the rich young ruler. What Jesus, what about the parable of the prodigal son, the man with his son? And Jesus said, all things can be done through faith. And the man said, I have faith, but help me with my unbelief. Maybe that's what you need to deal with is your unbelief. You've got faith, but you have unbelief. He said, show mercy, and you'll be shown mercy. It's all right there. I'm a great believer in this. You start in the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Because that's where the church started. That's where Jesus, the red print is. And if we don't understand Jesus, there's no use reading the Old Testament. There's no use reading the letters. Because we've got to know who Jesus is and what Jesus is about. Amen? Because there's no other way. Now, 
the, all of this said, how are we going to do this? It's hard, preacher. It's hard to forgive. It's hard not to worry. You know what? This is the thing we forget about in ministry. And it's a very simple thing. It's called the Holy Spirit. Boy, we all know God. God created heaven and earth. We all know about God. Yeah, we know about Jesus. We celebrate him at Easter and Christmas. But we never talk about the Holy Spirit. Oh, well, those people talk about the Holy Spirit. They crappy flop now. They get on the floor and flop around. They handle rattlesnakes. If that ain't the biggest bunch of hogs. Oh, if you don't speak. Then, then they say, if you don't speak in tongues, you can't have the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you what. that We have a little room about not much wider than from, probably from there to here. And for me, oh, no, about to this gentleman down there, about not quite that long. That's where we meet in the county jail. I encounter the Holy Spirit more there than any church I've ever been in my life. I love going in there because I learn so much. Why? Because the Holy Spirit speaks through me. I get to hear it at the same time they do. Because I go in there generally, don't even ha- I never have anything prepared. But the Holy Spirit speaks through me. I don't have to do anything. Just be a willing vessel. And so we talk about that. What is the Holy Spirit? First, he's our power. It says repent. Turn away from who you were and turn to God. And you receive Jesus Christ. And Jesus sends you the helper, the Holy Spirit, which is the power how can I overcome my anger? By the power of the Holy Spirit. How, how can I quit worrying? Because the Holy Spirit is a counselor. He is a comforter. If Jesus hadn't gone away, we wouldn't have this. We'd be in, a, be in trouble. But Jesus knew that. God knows that. His plan is perfect, folks. And it's because of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let him move in your life. Let him lead you. And I'm going to share something with you as I close. I'm going to read one scripture, then I will. It's, I just read this a thousand times, and recently it just slapped me. 1 John chapter 2. It says, whoever claims to live in him, let me back up to five. But if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know who we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. Now, how are we going to know how Jesus lived if we don't read the red print? Amen? And you say, I can't ever be like Jesus. No, you can't. You can be more than Jesus. Because Jesus said, you will do greater things than I. Don't sell yourselves short and say, oh, I can't ever do that. I can't ever measure up. Because of the Holy Spirit, you can do greater things than Jesus. You can be more than Jesus. 
And the word doesn't lie, and the word tells you that right there. And in this word, you are equipped to do that. The only limitation you have is yourself. Larry Bird didn't put a limitation on himself. Magic Johnson said Larry shot 500 shots a day, so I had to shoot 500 because I could not let Larry beat me. The great friendship. One of the great shows I ever watched was those t- the show about those two guys and their relationship. Greatest of rivals, greatest of friends. But the challenge was there. We're challenged, get saved, go to heaven someday, and we sit around and sing, oh, I can only imagine. Oh, when I reach them golden shores. I'm sick of those songs. I want to sing, this is the day the Lord's made, and I'm rejoicing in it. Amen? I want to sing, what a friend I have in Jesus. I want to sing, I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather be his than to have treasures untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or land. I'd rather be led by his nail-pierced hands. Two weeks ago, Friday night, or last night, actually, it was a little warm that weekend, wasn't it, Red? It's, I think, 107 on Friday night. Wasn't that right, Jason? Something like that. But it was it was got really nice, both nights. But I left here about 9.30 on uh, Saturday night, and I got about to Canton, and I rolled my window down because it was nice. I drove all the way from Canton to Stillwater, about an hour and a half, with my windows down. And I said, Lord, I don't want to say nothing. I want you to speak to me. And you know, when you say, I want somebody to speak to you, you expect words, amen? He didn't say nothing to me. But it's like he stripped me bare. He took everything away that I wanted rid of. I've got a word on that. This is what this is all about, folks, is letting our souls be stripped bare and rebuilding those temples within us. We've got this foundation there in our salvation in Jesus Christ and our faith in Jesus Christ. Then we rebuild that temple. You can be a Christian for 50 years, 60 years, 70 years, but have you got that soul of Christ like the Word is telling us? Don't miss it. Don't leave it. Let it get away from you, but claim it today and start growing in it and becoming more in it than you've ever been. The world's out there hungry for people doing this. And they'll come up and say, what do you have? I've got a Jesus. I got rebuilt my temple. I got rid of my jealousy, my anger, my pride. We want what you got. Today's the day to start not just on a new ministry through Thousand Hills and where God takes this ministry, but it's each one of our personal ministries, what we're going to do and who we're going to be in Jesus Christ. Amen?
Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for this word. I thank you for this opportunity to share the word, Father. And it wasn't me, Father. It was just the opportunity to, just the opportunity for you to speak here, Lord. And I hope they heard not me, but heard you. And I pray that each one had ears to hear and they will take what they heard and apply it to their lives and they will rebuild that spiritual temple within their lives and prepare themselves to be more in Christ than they have ever been because God you not only give us that kingdom in heaven but you give us that kingdom right here on earth your word tells us thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven and we have this glorious place and a glorious time right now in Jesus Christ right now I don't care what crop prices are, cattle prices are, what the rain conditions are. We still have wonderful life because our souls can be well in you, Father, because you give us your Son and the Holy Spirit. We thank you for that. And Lord, I know there's, I just in my heart, I know there's great days ahead for this ministry, and I pray your blessings upon it, blessings upon getting their building completed, about blessings upon who you bring in here and Lord it won't be their will but your will be done and we give you the praise and the glory and we pray this in Jesus name Amen Thanks for joining us at Thousand Hills We pray your life was changed by what you heard If you've made a commitment today contact us at 580-216-6427 or check out our website at thousandhillsranch.church where you can give your tithes Thank you again and have a great week